Hello, everyone. I'm so excited to talk to this person. She has been on my podcast before, and we had an amazing conversation. But this time, we're, our focus is going to be in a different way. I want to welcome Monday Jones to the show. And did I say this is Oh Fuck Yeah with Ruin Willow? I think I forgot to fucking say that. Hey, this is Oh Fuck Yeah with Ruin Willow. Welcome. We're going to talk about sex. We're going to talk about writing and wherever the fuck we want to talk about. Welcome. How are you today? Uh, thank you for having me. Um, I'm doing well today. Uh, like I said, before the recording hit, um, I get to, I feel like redeem myself uh, this time <laughs> around on your podcast. I feel like I was, I was leaning more in the, the cynical and jaded side of just the sex industry and just sex in general. Um, so it's fun to come back and be, be more leaning into that and feeling more, more sexy myself, you know? Mm -hmm. so, oh, for sure. Yeah. So tell us, <laughs> tell us what you do and obviously touch on the writing because that's, we both write. So, yeah. So, um, I am, there's so many different words and labels and titles that I could use, right. To, to describe what I do. But, uh, one of the, I think one of the ways that I use is I'm a professional mistress mm -hmm. and, what is the definition of a mistress um is the the other woman mm -hmm. so i'm a professional other woman right and i uh in that i i don't want to say i shape shift or am a chameleon but i have relationships with people mm -hmm. that's what i'm i'm doing and i'm i'm exploring multiple ranges of intimacy and the specialty that I land under and I've titled shamanatrix is this healing dominant woman, hmm. this guide, this, this, um, guru. I love guru. I love all that. That's so amazing. <laughs> and what an amazing life you're living doing all that. I mean, that's really cool. Not many people can say anything remotely close to that. <laughs> you were probably correct on that. Uh, I I did definitely take um, my lifestyle, living, uh, you know, living an alternative, unconventional lifestyle. I turned it into a career. So mm -hmm. this was definitely already something I was doing before throwing pro and pro in the you know front of it. Um. I also do, I'm a somatic practitioner, so I work with the mind, body, uh, and soul, uh, doing mm -hmm. life coaching and counseling. Uh, so that's another aspect. So that's, that's, I feel like I, I that's more um, like street clothes. However, I, I do domination <laughs> sessions in my street clothes too. What am I talking about? Um, <laughs> so, and then, yeah, we definitely have the writing in common. Um I'm not sure how long you've been writing, but it's definitely has been something I've been doing before teenage years. Oh, me and too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So it started early for you as well. Um, and then I started a blog that I'm actually wrapping up uh, mm. before the end of the year, but I started a blog five years ago uh, where I tell my dating story. So nice. it's called yeah. a date, a dating mistress. And mm -hmm. I go through this five year, I don't know, tattletale journaling, an online <laughs> journal of my dating life, of my past dating life and like, and my current dating life. 
I feel like a lot of it's just me talking though about my life and how I live a life that I don't necessarily have to escape from and how maybe you can get some insight from how I'm living it to maybe possibly live yours that way too. Oh, absolutely. And that's, that's a wonderful yeah. thing for people to be exposed to and just read about and like, you know, witness what you're doing and see if they can, yeah, they can sort of apply any of that those principles to their own lives. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I started writing Definitely. when I was in elementary school. Like I was one of those kids. It's just, you know, oh, wow. probably, you know, telling my age, but I would take a, a notebook and a pencil or a pen and I would just like start writing them out, you know, like in a notebook. Mm -hmm. you know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what was your, what was your, what would you be writing at that, at that age in elementary school? I like to write were stories. You, so like I was already writing, writing stories. stories. Mm -hmm. And then when I, when I was in uh, high school, I kind of did more. I, I just had a lot of like problems and pain and trauma. And mm -hmm. so I, I was more journaling and more writing poetry as okay. a way of expressing myself. And then I got back into the fiction again. I did a little bit in my twenties and then I kind of took a break. Uh, I got really heavy into it again in 2016. That's when I really started like, Hey, I need to get my ass in gear and get writing again, you know? Mm -hmm. And so then I really started going nuts and I've written a lot since then. <laughs> and when did erotica creep in for you then? Well, like it was did. really interesting because I started out writing romance and I, you know, it's just kind of always been infatuated with young romance. So I was writing YA romance, so like teenagers in high school and I wrote okay. several stories there. And then I, but I still, I still was creeping into sex. Like I, yeah. it was very hard for me to not have it in there. And I'm like, and then I started to realize I don't even like reading books that don't have sex in it. Like you go through the whole entire fucking book and then they kiss in the end. <laughs> Fuck that shit. I, that is like, <laughs> where's the juicy stuff? <laughs> I know, right? Like, I felt like I was just telling a part of the story. I wasn't telling the full picture. So like right, in right. 2019 is when I really started, you know, going into adding sex and sexuality into it. And it's been yeah. quite the journey. I love it. And I love going extreme. I love going I, into yes. <laughs> Yeah. Like you really push some, some boundaries um, mm -hmm. in it. And, and I was, I was thinking about this this morning and, and I, I love it. Cause I love, I love boundary pushers. You know, this is where we're, this is how we find our, our, our limitations. Right. And, yes. and this is how we also can expand and grow. Mm -hmm. Um, so do you do these ideas or themes come to you uh, randomly or are you, I don't know, picking them off of like the top selling porn at the moment or something or the top hits on Pornhub or, or is it just like what is actually running through your veins as thinking it's erotic for you personally? Well I mean, for me, things just come to me for sure. Ideas just constantly okay. come to me. I right. get images. I get characters. Sometimes, like, for instance, I've been narrating for Lacey Cross. I've been narrating a Hot Wife series. All of a sudden, okay. I'm writing Hot Wife. So now I've written two Hot Wife stories that I just published. So I'm also nice. influenced by what I'm doing. Doing, you know? yep. Right. And also what I'm seeing, like, I definitely have drawn uh, inspiration from porn or what I'm reading, what I see on Twitter. I mean, just, yeah. you know all over the place. All I, of it. I don't, I don't ever really yeah. search for, Hey, what's really popular. Cause I'm going to do what the fuck I want. And it's everything. 
Yeah, yeah. And that's like, I feel like a true artist's way is you're taking muse from m multiple different areas of your life mm -hmm. rather than just one space. Right. So, I can't niche yeah, down. I, I don't think I could do it. Yeah. I, I love that you say that you can't niche down. I, I feel like I have, I feel like I have a very, really hard time with that one too, because I'm mm. so much more dimensional and multifaceted than that mm. to just have one thing. I mean, even when I have, when I have clients come to see me and they, re, they ask for that one thing over and over, they want the, <laughs> right. an hour of flogging. I'm like, nothing else, <laughs> like no degradation or humiliation or verbal anything or ball right. busting. <laughs> I mean, for an entire hour does somebody really are they really able to last that long i mean serious yeah. that's a damn long time it's a damn long time <laughs> also damn long it's a good workout for my arms <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, yeah, I usually get bored though. Um, I'll see them a few times, a handful of times. And then I, I will request that they see somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, the money's not worth the, worth it for me. If right. I like, I'm like, I'm, I'm not a, well, I'm also just not a service top. <laughs> mm -hmm. Right. Um, yeah. So, but these, these topics though, that you, that you come up with, uh, I do, like, I feel like they do line up really well with what's hot in porn at the moment. And what's, mm. what's also being, uh, what some of the titles that I was seeing, like the, the it's, you know, it's, it's step sibling, but it's still like this incestual mm -hmm. play. Right. And then like the, the daddy, the daddy, uh, daughter stuff. Right. Yeah. That, yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, I don't. Was it daddy daughter or daddy like little girl daddy or something like that? Yeah, I don't I, remember I think, exactly. Well, the one the neighborhood sex secrets that I just did that one was um daddy dom. That's what it was. Good daddy girl, dom. not necessarily good girl. girl that's what it was. Girl. Not little girls. Good girl. Yeah. There we go. Mm -hmm. Got to be careful with those wor the wordplay sometimes, <laughs> don't you? Right, Ooh. but uh, <laughs> usually it's allowed. I mean, you know, some things that yeah. those the publishers won't allow, but that they usually tend to for whatever reason. Interesting. Hmm. I wonder why. I know, I know, but they don't like things that are like blatantly incest, you know? I mean, I guess that's more of a right. role play thing than, than yeah. actual incest, you know? Well, these are the things that are hot in porn, though. These are the mm, things that true. are selling. These are these are the things, like, these are the, the um, because on my, I have a, like, sexy jobs where you can, sex, I think it's like called sexyjobs.com, and producers oh. can go there and try to oh, hire sure. you, right? Uh -huh. So I have an account, I have an account on there and that happens to be, those happen to be the things that they ask for of me because they see that I'll do mm. fetish and kink. Okay. And, and so in my mind, I'm like, okay, so what is it? Explain it to me. And when they explain the the script to me, it's a, it's something along the lines of, uh, you know, stepmom and stepson. Okay. But mm -hmm. it's all just vanilla sex, just using right. the words of stepmom and stepson right. <laughs> and 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 so I'm like this isn't kink you guys this isn't <laughs> titled taboo <laughs> right. no it yeah. is very popular though I mean all the MILF mm -hmm. stuff and even GILF oh, you know you yeah. even see GILF stuff oh. out there yeah uh, yeah I I feel like I will have uh I will still be in the business in 20 years because I can pull the GILF <laughs> card eventually that's right at some point <laughs> Exactly. And exactly. play it up. 
hundred percent. So I, when you're looking that up, is that stuff to do like film or those, the, the site you were just talking about, is that like for you to do filming? Oh, sexyjobs.com. Oh, that's for, yeah. it's for mostly filming and mm. like photo shoots. Um, oh, okay. But a lot, a lot of the times I think what, a, what it really is, is just men with cameras looking <laughs> for, so- um, you know, young people to quote unquote work with to make content for their, you know, for their own personal OnlyFans (laughs) or whatever it is. That's what it feels Mm -hmm. like a lot of the times. Yeah. Okay. But I guess if they're going to pay you, that's what matters, right? (laughs) Right. And some of them, some of them, they don't talk about the pay. Some of them want comp, like some of them will talk about the pay. It's supposed Mm -hmm. to be for paid jobs though. That's, that's what it is. But um, some of them try to get to get you to trade with them. Like, hey, if, if we make this content together, right. then you can use it too. And I'm like, I don't do vanilla sex on my on my porn sites. Right. <laughs> so it's like it's all kinky sex. It's all which <laughs> like there's enough vanilla sex recorded out there. I don't need to mm-hmm. do that. One's not my niche. Right. That is that it's a is flavor. Niche, right? Talking about niche, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's definitely a flavor of my niche, but it's not my niche. Right, right. That's not your focus. Yeah. That's not what you're like going for. Yes. No, no. Have you have you dabbled in like the the femdom erotica? I didn't go through your whole library of erotica. I just went through the most recent stuff that you've been that you've been doing. Yeah, actually, I was invited on a trilogy of femdom anthologies. So we've done three books. And so I've written three femdom stories, one each anthology. And we have another one that we're going to publish, I think, next year. So yeah. All so, right. hey, and, and if you, hey, if you want to write a story for it, I can put your name in. <laughs> oh my gosh. <gasps> that would be so you know, you, I mean, I don't, I don't actually do that stuff. I'm, you know, like yeah. for me, it's, it's in my imagination, but if you're interested, well, I could let them know. <laughs> I feel like that's what a lot of it is for me too. It's just, it's a, it's a lot about like how creative can I get and my imagination yeah. mm-hmm. and, and, and using, I'm listening to you, you, you're using a lot of uh, your instinct, your, and your, you know, said you get visuals, you get audio, mm-hmm. you get, you get inspiration from the things around you. I'm mm-hmm. that's that's the the same approach that I take um instead of me doing it on paper through through you know pen and paper like you are yeah. just mm-hmm. typing this these this day and age right um mm-hmm. I'm doing it through physicality like one on one right oh for sure yeah yeah mm-hmm. um and and you do you find that when um, that it rolls with you easily or do you have to really search to like pull this out of you um, I mean oh, it probably comes and goes in waves but yeah it does but, but it's really do you... easy like for me I can sit down and I've sat down in a morning and written 4,000 words like that's just no problem for me wow it's always been a really I... strong uh, I guess a strong area it's, yeah I mean grade school is a strong area for you mm-hmm. so, oh for sure you know I'm like Tuesday morning, I'm like, what am I going to do on the podcast today? So I sat down and I'm like, hmm, what am I going to do? So I, I thought of an idea and I 
blurted out 16, no, 1700 words and I recorded it and I published wow. it all in one fucking day, man. I, you know, wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the first time I've done that. Sometimes I like no. to do erotic improv too, or I just sit down and spin a tail off the top of my head. And nice. that's really fun to do too. You know, it's, it's yeah. not going to be perfect. You might have repeat words, but I always right. say in the beginning, this is erotic improv. This is not something that I've edited. This is something I'm just spinning live. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That is, that sounds so fun. What a, what a, what a, what a fun avenue and medium to, to get your voice out there and, Mm -hmm. and express your sexuality. Yeah. So, so I'm curious about this. Like, would, would you try everything that you've written? Would you, would you try personally? Most of it, I would try with the right people. Um, there okay, are some things that That's I the may key, not. Right, the right person. The right, yeah, the right, the, the, the exactly. right group of people. Yep, yep. <laughs> That's key. <laughs> exactly. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. I think that's very key. Being yeah. comfortable and having trust. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but what were you else? I, I interrupted you. What were you going to say after that? Besides just uh, the right people. I can't. But most know. of it, you said you would. Most of it, you said you would try. Is what right. you were. Yeah. yeah. Like there's a few things I may not try um, just because I don't know if I could physically handle it. Like, oh, I don't yeah. know. You know, like the yeah. one scene I wrote in um, Neighborhood Sex Secrets where she was giving like blowjob after blowjob after blowjob. I don't know if I could physically do yeah. that. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, and I have a pretty strong gag reflex. And I'm like, I don't know that oh. I could do that, honestly. Oh, yeah. Really you would don't. have to have a strong, a strong gag re- reflex for sure taking all that dick and then <laughs> like I don't know if I can handle it you know <laughs> yeah and if vomit's not where you want to go then you know <laughs> I know that I have like I have a shallow gag reflex like oh you do uh, you yeah and I also just don't think that every dick deserves to be um blown mm-hmm. that's true on. Mm-hmm. yeah 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 I understand <laughs> it's a true statement that should be a a meme somewhere out there in social media (laughs) not all dicks deserve to be sucked (laughs) i think that needs to be a meme someone create that (laughs) maybe on a Um, t-shirt so i have never written erotica i definitely have been writing Mm -hmm. um but I started writing erotica this year and yeah and it's been it's been a fun exploration a fun like a fun art medium for me to like express myself like I was just saying like how you get to express yourself yeah uh, and do it and do it safely and I haven't really wanted I haven't really quite figured out you know what my style is but after listening to you it's like I don't have to have a style like they're, no, I don't, I, they're a niche. I don't have to have a niche at least. And right. I can just write it. I just write mm-hmm. it, whatever comes out. Right. But what I've been doing has been writing it in uh, gender neutral. Okay. So you can't tell at all what the gender is of any participants in the written erotica. Like that even the like word challenge. Oh my God, you're telling me. trying to come up because because you know you think of the classic ones of course when you're trying to explain a uh the the penis genitals right you know it's like a classic Uh you know cock dick um but it's like i have i I can't i'm trying not to use cock or dick so right you know Mm. so it's like coming up with words like 
throbbing muscles. Right. And glands. <laughs> use glands. <laughs> glands. Yes. I have used glands and, and genitals and crotch and mm -hmm. <laughs> crotch is not a sexy word. <laughs> I know. I, I use that in a story once and my editor goes, could you maybe change that word? It's just not I'm a like, sexy word. I'm like, well, I know, but you can be crass sometimes, right? <laughs> yes, crass. <laughs> it is crotch. a style. I like crass. <laughs> crotch. Crotch. Is, it's kind of like using the word cooch, which is, you know, a more elegant right. way of saying crotch, I guess. Right. Yeah, probably. <laughs> cooch. <laughs> um, but yeah, it is a challenge, like trying to come up with how to um how to use my words differently and still be seductive and sexy yeah and sure. yeah and the topics that i'm writing about not only gender neutral but like the the one that i have posted at the moment it's also about rejection mm -hmm. so so it's like also like how like the rejection is hot and try and do explain you know like through words express that this person is getting aroused by getting turned down <laughs> right oh, sure. on top of it <laughs> mm -hmm. right oh, yeah. yeah and I don't I don't even know if rejection is a kink of mine um mm. but it at that time it was something that I was exploring was not just like not rejection and sex but it was just exploring hearing the word no okay okay yeah so, and then what does, what does, you know, when we hear the word no, like people don't want to hear the word no, right? No, we don't, right. <laughs> no. Exactly, no. And when we hear yes. no, like society, yeah, society is taught that you can negotiate that into a yes, which is right. shit for it consent is. culture and boundary oh, setting and yeah, all sorts of sure. things. That's so true. That's pretty, that's yes. pretty fucked up, really. I mean, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was really just sitting in how I can um, uh, just sit in rejection and hearing the word no, um, which I have, I know I, I, I have kids. This is out there in the open about me having kids. Uh, yeah. But when you have teenagers, they, they say no to you a lot. <laughs> it is a place to dwell yeah <laughs> yes. and, you know, I don't remember getting that much freedom when I was a teenager to say no to my parents I know but, I think things are different now like, yeah oh yeah for sure I definitely I definitely respect the no <laughs> that kind of seems like it kind of lies somewhere around the whole humiliation and degradation not that mm. it's the same thing, but it's kind of, to me, I would like lump all that together, you know, like, and not, uh, it's you interesting know. that you bring that up. Yeah. 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 So I was thinking about that this morning, um, mm. about my childhood. Uh, I did, you know, like, I, I think we're around the same age, so I don't know what that your, your childhood looked like. I could, but mine didn't have a lot of boundaries. Like there mm -hmm. wasn't, it didn't really exist. And I feel like in that, at least not with my parents generation mm. like I said I wasn't allowed to say no it's just like you did it right or else, yeah that's like the kind of thing where you have you 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 yeah. must hug everybody you yeah. must yes go along yes. with what others want you got it, it was, and it was really pushed on the I feel like the the feminine yes the feminine for sure to be those little people pleasers even when you didn't want to right and it really fucked up yeah. a generation of, of women I think 
Yeah. Yeah. Right? I, yes, I mean, men too, I but I you. think women more so. More so. Yeah. But um, I do feel like men are starting to see it too. But yeah, just definitely mm-hmm. fucked up. But just a generation of people mm-hmm. just across oh, the board. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> and um and and I was thinking about that this morning because like some of the things that I like to play with in the in and out of the bedroom, just mm-hmm. as as a, a dom or facilitating that role, is mm-hmm. is humiliation and degradation. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's really and and um. I was thinking about this morning. I was like, oh my gosh, that's because that's what I got a lot of growing up. I even right. remember like trying to tell them like, like they'd be like, why are you crying? And then make fun of me for crying. And I'd be like, cause you're making fun of me. Could you stop right. making fun of me? And then they would keep mm-hmm. poking and I'm like, okay, cool. And then of course, like, what do I want to go and do to people when I facilitate a scene? I want to go make fun of them, right. <laughs> make them cry. <laughs> I'm like, oh, wonder why. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think maybe it's because we were always told basically that other people's, you know, yeah, they were more important than we were and what we wanted. Yep. 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 Exactly. Yeah. So, so it's like, I'm taking, I'm taking my power back in those scenes by doing mm, it to somebody yes. else. Mm-hmm. And and luckily, you know, I mean, I have to point out, I'm also, I'm I, when I'm working with people, there's there's consent, right? There's there's yeah. they they're understanding the role. I'm just st- stating that for the the recorded version right? of this. Yeah. yeah, like this isn't this mm-hmm. isn't like in my childhood where it was unconsensual and just they were doing it to be basically imposed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, oh, and I remember them telling me things like, also like, this is love, and I'm like, this is a weird way. Yeah. And I'm like, even as a kid, thinking like, this is a weird way to show love. Right. Yeah, it was it was more like the attitude of this is this is what we do and this is how we do it and that's it. That's you it. Know? You just have mm-hmm. to accept it. That's the other thing. It's like you just have to accept it. We're family. Mm-hmm. Um what was there was always like this line that they my parents love to use, like blood is thicker than uh thicker than what water, water or whatever. But I don't mm-hmm. think that that's the actual quote. I think that the quote is something it's like backwards in that but it's something around like the blood of the womb i don't know one of my friends quoted me and i was like oh my god we've been using that quote wrong this whole time (laughs) (laughs) no wonder why i never thought it was like that that great of a quote (laughs) right (laughs) yeah but they planted the seeds for um for me to be able to dish out really great degradation in Mm -hmm. in these hot consensual erotic scenes uh, mm-hmm. And I get to be able to, like, like I said, like take that power back too at the same time. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know. Like, I I was talking with somebody recently, and it was about um, it was about stripping, and she oh, said that okay. for her, it was taking it back and owning it. It was her <sighs> deciding. You know what I mean? Right. Like it was yeah. it was her deciding that this is what I was going to do, and I am going mm-hmm. to do this. This is my body. This is what yep. I want to do. And I was like, yeah, that is so true. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I did stripping for a minute and I have mm. for just, just a split second in my career <laughs> of this. Uh, but I heard, I heard other 
other dancers say that same thing that you're mm-hmm. saying mm-hmm. and um and how much society like like it's interesting for me to think about this but like how much society looks down upon this career choice that these oh yeah that these people sure. go into right mm-hmm. and then when I go in there what I'm experiencing as another dancer I mean yeah sure there's a shady fucking side of it it's a oh, shady yeah. fucking business there's being right. sex being sold duh mm-hmm. it's going oh, to be shady yeah. For sure. But there's also this like awesome side that I got to see of these women owning it mm-hmm. yep. and proudly owning it. And and what I heard, another thing that I heard a lot about was how that it was a great space for them to be able to learn boundary setting oh, and yeah. how to mm-hmm. claim their power through their boundary setting. Oh, I can and- totally imagine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah especially especially in the privates I preferred stage dancing mm-hmm. I'd rather be on the stage privates were really hard for me um sure. especially having a dummy persona but in those yeah. clubs you have to basically sell your titties for two dollars a tip right because right. tips tips didn't enha- they didn't enhance they didn't they didn't go up with inflation since the 70s it's still those <laughs> still a dollar tip for titties <laughs> Well, but, that's just not the, right. <laughs> but yeah, but the dancers, I mean, the dancers make the money in the in the privates, right? Right. Yeah. Sure. Um, and those those privates, uh, those privates were really difficult for me to to produce because I I wanted to pin them down and harshly <laughs> explain to them if they fucking touched me in the wrong place, they're probably getting choked out. Right. <laughs> but I also have a camera right in front of my face. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of a problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember I had a few friends when I said I was da- I was going to dance. They're like, could you not? And I'm like, why? And they're like, because I just don't want to bail you out of jail. <laughs> just, they foresaw just, that. <laughs> yeah. So I just chose to not do a lot of privates unless mm-hmm. I could feel that they were going to listen or feel if I had some instincts that they were they were on the more of a submissive side <laughs> going okay. to let me facilitate it, then right. I would I would do it. Yeah. Oh sure. Yeah. So I'm sure you had a, you what's interesting. I interrupted you, sorry. Oh, no, I was just going to say it's interesting to hear what you say because tomorrow I have going live a man who is a submissive male. And oh, yeah. He, yeah. And he write he's written two books and he has an entire um, support group that he runs oh, for submissive it. men. So it's oh, just so interesting. Yeah. So I was so I was listening to him this week, you know, just getting the episode ready. So it's just so interesting to, to, to hear your side. And then that's all in my brain right now. <laughs> yeah, you have it. You have it coming up, too. Is Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm really happy that there's that, that somebody out there is doing that. I think it's, it's definitely needed. Um, yeah, I mean, I, when I found out how, okay, I'm going back to that word niche, Mm. even though I would like to think, (laughs) I would like to think that I'm also pretty expansive in my, my, my kink and my craft. Right. Yeah. but I do understand that I'm a niche inside of a subculture. Sure. Um, yeah. And it's a very small percentage of femmes that, that would classify themselves as a female top 
in the subculture of BDSM and, uh, you know, DS dynamics and mm-hmm. in this world of fetish, right? Right. It's, I think I want to say the percentage is, it's definitely less than 20 percentage. Oh, I believe it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's mostly, it's still this mostly that male dominant, um, mm-hmm. the male doms, which yeah, I have a hard time being around personally. Um, <laughs> it's just, oh, Lots of ego, yeah, <laughs> big dick energy, and just yeah, and right. I I want to like break it down. <laughs> I want to break that <laughs> ego down for them so they can right. you know back to reality here. <laughs> right. Oh, I'm sure there's so many out there like that. There's no doubt in my mind. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. So, um, you you were just mentioning earlier in the conversation about we're gonna loop back around to it about this this writing femdom porn oh yeah. um, mm-hmm. and having to really pull from your like your imagination around it mm-hmm. do you um do you when you come up with like these challenging writing exi- assignments i think this sounds like a, a challenging or not challenging but a writing assignment in a way mm-hmm. right it is yeah um, it's a themed anthology it's a, there's always a theme yeah mm-hmm. there's a theme to it so you can't you can't be too loosey-goosey in it and like mm-hmm. the the ideas on how crafting it but um do you usually do any sort of research around oh, yeah. it and what Oh gosh, your research has to be fun. <laughs> oh, it is. And you know, I just, I have interviewed so many people. I've learned so much. I feel like I've taken classes. Like I've interviewed dominatrix. I've interviewed doms, subs, right. so many people. Like I have, I don't, I should, I don't even know how many hours I've interviewed people. But you have I have your own learned... master classes right here. Hey, right. <laughs> On I've your learned podcast. so much. <laughs> and this is why I think I can write so much stuff too, because I've been so exposed to so many different people, so many different types of sexualities. It's really mind blowing. And I think it's just wonderful. Mm -hmm. And it's just made me and I wasn't a judgmental person to start with, but I'm even Mm -hmm. less judgmental now than I was before I started the podcast. It's just, it's amazing. Right. I I wouldn't trade it for anything. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Being that, that exposure can really open up the mind. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, And and that's, I feel like that's the sad part about uh, our society is they're so closed off to sex. Oh, and, yeah, for sure. And, and then I was like, but why? This is how we all got here. I know. <laughs> this is what right? happened. Exactly. <laughs> well, you think we just all magically showed up from underneath <laughs> a rock? I mean, that's a great sci-fi, like, erotica we could run with, but. <laughs> no, we're all here because of fucking. It's the way it is. It's truth. This is what happened. <laughs> I mean, and yes, yes, and 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 we express it in a wide variety of ways. Mm-hmm. I think that's something else that I my ex my own personal research and exploration around sexuality and um, sex, just mm-hmm. in general, is that there was just there's so many different ways to connect where that's considered a sexuality like demisexual sapiosexual Mm -hmm. um and then we also have all of these different kinds of erotic blueprints to work with oh yeah Uh uh-huh for sure and it's just like and none of the combos are the same and then and then if you you personally have this wide variety of that in you 
of ways mm-hmm. of connecting intimately and sharing this vulnerability with somebody, then those combos can look different with each person you connect with, depending yeah. on theirs as well. Mm-hmm. So that's been something fun. And like the, the physicality exploration for me is seeing these different aspects of me come out. Like going, oh, that never used to make, like, I wasn't aroused when I've done that before, but with this person I am, like, it's coming back to that circle, circling back around to the, with the right person. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. the... I will, I will, I will try it three times with the right person. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) I think that's so true. I mean, I think, and I think too, that it's so interesting. Like what you just said, there's so many different layers and nuances and paths we can go. And yet this is something that should be, we should be glorifying it. Yet we're not, we're 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 shaming it. We're like not talking about it. No, that doesn't exist. That's over there. If maybe we decide to go there, you know, it's, 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 or it comes out. It comes out in these weird fucked up ways through social media or just through media right. in general. Like like mm. what the whole like book banning shit and then the oh, whole drag yeah. queen fucking reading to kids. Like what the hell? Right. <laughs> what the hell is wrong with people? I just don't understand. <laughs> I'm just so, so foreign to me to be like banning books and all that kind of. I mean, seriously. People yeah. have been writing erotica for hundreds of years oh. and people act like oh it's gosh. all like taboo right now. I'm like, do people really realize? No, no, I mean, no, it's no. Been written about <laughs> there's hieroglyphics of sex on the walls of the caves. There's people having sex. I mean, seriously. <laughs> yes. 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 Uh, I, this isn't. Yeah. Even even the. um what there's there's also the pictures on the cave of the people getting whipped and flogged uh-huh. and and, yeah. and enjoyment not out of out of right. pain it's out of pleasure um yep. i mean it's wonderful that our brain kind of registers them in a similar pattern mm-hmm. uh, that's why there's there is pleasure with pain and pain with pleasure so <laughs> what do you think love is? <laughs> it is pain and I know, right? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so why wouldn't it cross over over in the sex as well? Oh, so uh, true. Yes. Um I so yeah, you've got exposure to so many things on your podcast that has given you your own little master classes to be able to write this really diverse erotica. And then it sounds like you also record your erotica and put out audio files of it. Is that yep. right? Yep. I do oh, audio books yeah. too. Yeah. I've done yeah. a fair amount. Uh, I don't know, maybe 60. I don't even know. I have to count them, but some of them are short. Some of them are yeah. longer and I've done it for other authors in addition to my own. So that's always fun yes. too, to do something different from someone else's brain, you know, and act right. that out. Oh yeah. And get to see where, like how they, how they expressed something like way differently on how you would have approached it uh-huh yeah yeah that's I need and you learn a lot like when you write or when you read other writers yeah you actually you also learn a fair amount so you do. um absolutely yeah uh I feel like I go through my phases with that on the the reading part mm-hmm. right <laughs> yes <laughs> sometimes I, I have understand. 15 books next to my bed <laughs> and other times I have nothing <laughs> yeah. <So. laughs> yep I know I've I've always been one who likes to read more than one book at once when I yep. more than one thing at once I don't well, like, it makes sense and, yeah yeah that makes sense is it always uh the same thing like fiction or nonfiction or like research um, or 
generally, if I'm going to read nonfiction, it's about writing or if I need to read something about a particular sex act, you know, something mm. like that. But that's otherwise... I mean, your research is fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> I know. Through but your I think Twitter it's crazy. <laughs> I know, right? I think it's interesting, though, that so many people think that just because I write something or I write a character doing something, that that 100% means I want to do that and that's me. And I'm like, this is still fiction. Oh, this is not yeah. a memoir. You know, like, you know, they, they I've had people like try to apply the books to my real life. And I'm like, yeah. yeah okay. You know, there yeah. may be pieces of me in here, but this is not a memoir. I'm writing a story. This is characters. you're writing. You're, you're, you're a storyteller telling a story. Yes. And this is how you structured and built the story. Mm -hmm. This isn't right. you. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I feel like, I, I feel like that is pretty accurate, um, assumption that people make. Uh, yeah, I can relate to that too with uh, fetish modeling. Yeah. And I, mm -hmm. in fetish modeling, I do implied submission. Okay. And so, so in my professional life as a, a you know, as a pro mistress, a pro dom, they, they, they'll, they'll see these photos of me doing some sort of submissive act or being tied down or bound or, okay. you know, or in this a different kind of position. And then they will, they'll come in in person and try to negotiate to get me to submit. And I'm like, no, <laughs> called implied. Mm -hmm. It was with the photographer I actually trusted. So right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. We're yes. not doing this. It was also paid. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, I don't know if it's just, because it was just an like, image it was for art. <laughs> people like want it to be true. I don't know if that's where it comes from, you know, and it's just, yeah they hope it's true or it's true or you know it's part of like you you um opened a gateway for their brain too as they're reading mm -hmm. it and then they want to and you know the assumptions right they want to insert when there's an empty spot in our brain we always want to the human wants to insert something in there we're not this yeah not really that smart you know this this brain is <laughs> a reptilian brain um <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> but but you you are just like this is my craft this is my magic this is mm -hmm. this is a, a an outlet a safe outlet for me to express my sexuality through words which words mm -hmm. can be really sexy um do you struggle with uh as a writer do you struggle with I mean of course you probably struggle with language but finding the right words and feeling like the English language is limited on what you want to really, really articulate. Yeah, because there are some words that there's just no alternative to. And you don't want to keep reusing the same word over and over again. But sometimes you yep. feel trapped into that because there yep. literally isn't another word that means that or it fits it so perfectly. So I try not to reuse words. But yeah, you can get trapped that way. And, mm -hmm. you know, it, it's I've heard I've had people tell me it's easier to keep hearing the same word than reading it like it's more annoying to people to uh, yeah. see it and read it if you're using the same word over and over again but if you listen to it it's different now, I don't know if that's because we do it with different inflection maybe I'm not really sure why that is but I thought that was an uh, interesting observation mm -hmm. the different inflection is going to hit a different uh audio component in their in their body somatically right so yeah mm -hmm. uh yeah. that could definitely be why it's a lot easier to hear it mm -hmm. than um, than it written, but you are right. You are right. Like even just 
just reading, if it's not even erotica, if you keep seeing the same word over and over, it's like eventually you just kind of skip over it. Like it, you, right? You, yeah, you, you just kind of like oh, there it, it is again. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And yeah. again, uh, did you read erotica like when you were growing up too? Like, no, but what like, I loved, it I, I, I had no access <laughs> so, to it. I literally had, had no, no access. access. To it. Okay, but um, I read like. I read like hundreds of like the cheesy romance novels for teenagers. And, but the funny <laughs> thing was I had, I had, you know, interest in weird kinks even when I was a teenager and I don't even know where mm. it came from. Like, I don't, yeah, I don't have a clue where it came from. Maybe it was exposure in different movies or whatever, but I don't know. I can't really say that. Like, you know, what, what did you consider weird? Well, like, for instance, I remember talking with my friend, we were teenagers, and I think, and, and we were talking about the whole, like, collar thing and a leash, and she would, and I said, oh, I would try it, you know, and she's like, you are weird, like, she thought it was so weird, and I'm like, oh, I didn't really even, yeah, I didn't even know where it came from for me, I mean, yeah. maybe I saw something, I don't, I can't remember where I would yeah. have seen it, I can't be like, oh, yeah, that's where I saw it, you know, so, I don't know, I guess, for me, it's interesting how, mm-hmm. Where did it come from? I don't know. Where did it come from? Yeah. Maybe, I mean, just like the, uh, well, your mind is so creative and you have like a, a wild imagination. I mean, mm-hmm. like we could hypothesize off of it or, you know, theorize off of it. But I mean, did you mm-hmm. grow up with animals? I mean. hmm I did. Yeah. Yeah. We had, we had so cats. you had cats, you know, I mean, animals walk on a collar and leash. It could mm-hmm. be playful, right? Right. It's, mm-hmm. it's primal yeah. in a way. It's yeah. like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a role play. I'm, mm-hmm. Oh, for yeah. sure. I mean, I had a weird thing that I used to do as a kid, too. And I still still find myself bringing it into the bedroom as well. Like, I find myself bringing it in the bedroom. But I used to saran wrap my feet. Oh, interesting. And it, I really liked the way that it felt, like the compression on it. Oh, wow. <laughs> I like the sound that it would make when I would walk around or move move sure. my feet. Yeah. Oh, interesting. So the text, yeah, the textile of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I would go to kink parties, I don't know this is like when I still went to parties. I haven't been to a party in a while, mm. uh, but I would always bring. That would be one of the things I would bring. Oh, wrap. sure, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a very, it's a physical thing. You're mm-hmm. that makes you feel a certain way, and just the sounds and the texture. I can texture. imagine. Mm-hmm. I make dresses for people or use it as, uh, you know, bondage. Right. I mum- interviewed mummification. A... Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It makes me think of latex. Like I interviewed a, a dominatrix mm. that wears latex and she was mm. talking all about how hard it is to get into it. And like, it's really not sexy getting into it. Like, that's not a sexy process. That's like difficult. And for me, at what thought the thought that went through my head is I'm, I'm very claustrophobic. And I thought, OK, if I get oh, into gosh. something and I can't get it off easily, I will freak the fuck out. There's no way I could wear latex. No way. Yeah. Yeah. No way. <laughs> yes, latex. Have isn't, you worn it? Uh, I have worn it. It's quite the it's quite the material. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not a latex is definitely not a fetish of mine. Um, I I will wear it, and it's not easy to get into. When I when I right. get requests for it in scenes, I actually make the the who the party who requested it i make them get me in it as well because i'm like i can't get in this alone you're gonna help me (laughs) (laughs) you're gonna lube my body down (laughs) yes which well that sounds sensual you know like yeah yes it definitely can be but it's awkward as fuck 
<laughs> yeah, that's what she was saying. She's yeah. like, because I asked her, is it, you know, because I said, do you like video yourself, like getting into it? And she's like, no, because it's no. very difficult to get into and it's not sexy. No. No. <laughs> I did a public scene where I stripped at a, at a party. So I took, I went from like business attire. So I look like this like librarian, hot, sexy librarian. And I stripped down and then I lube up. Well, actually I had the audience lube me up and then get me into a a latex cat suit. And it was not pretty, (laughs) (laughs) but it was, (laughs) it was a lot of fun. And I did, I did get some audience interaction. So that's nice. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's not my favorite. It's not my favorite. One of my favorite mediums to to work with. I do yeah. like. I do enjoy mummification. Um, mm-hmm. I do. I do like leather. Like leather is fun to smell and touch. Mm-hmm. And oh, sure. Yeah. Um. I. But. But I know that. Um. There's a lot of mistresses out there that will dress up to the nines during their their mm-hmm. one-to-ones with their people and I wear I wear active wear like okay sure. it's yeah I feel like it's yeah. a it's a sport <laughs> <laughs> well yeah what you do for sure vlogging someone for an hour that is a sport I a mean sport. I, I have to be I active could... I need to be comfortable yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah your art I mean like and you have to be like know how to do it, I feel like with both arms so you can switch out yeah. every so often back and forth for the hour Oh but yeah, yeah I feel like it's a it's a sport. Like we're 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 hanging out uh, and exercising for three hours. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know how the people do it in the thigh high boots and the the, oh, the yeah. heels. I mean, even when uh, I was I dancing, know. I wore flats. Yeah, I don't understand <laughs> the dancing in heels. I do not know. I can barely walk. I don't understand <laughs> how they can do that. Like, I mean, it makes the leg look good. It I does. Mean, mm-hmm. There is an aesthetic that the leg forms the leg into for sh- and helps with. Sure. But yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and I I will say I have a, a bit of a, a shoe fetish and mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. a foot kink and pantyhose mm-hmm. thing, like the things that go on the legs and the feet. So sure, sure. So mm-hmm. I see the appeal, but I'm with you. Like it takes a lot of practice to to wear them. Oh yeah. So yeah, and I remember wearing them, doing everything in my house when I was performing in them in a regular. But yeah, so I've been out, I've been it. out of yeah. You have to build that leg muscle up to hold your foot in them. Yeah, you actually need muscles because otherwise you really can't mm-hmm. do it. You know, like yeah. yep. I've tried cold turkey. Like, hey, I'm gonna wear these shoes, and like I'm in pain oh. within like an hour. You know, like no, 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 no. no. can't do cold <laughs> turkey. You gotta. You gotta like wear them around the house and sexify them a little bit while you're vacuuming or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> but it definitely, it's a definite kink. Like there's so many people that really like that, you know, it's. Oh yeah. It's on that top 10. The the yeah. whole, the whole foot thing just in general. Mm-hmm. I, yep. uh, I feel like that's one of, that was the one where for a while there that I was getting a lot, like the most hits on was the, the oh. foot porn. Sure. Um, yeah uh made I made some money off of my feet and I think it was funny because I grew up getting like my family used to make fun of my feet and call them mm. ugly and that there were like long skis and stuff and oh, wow. my toes were long and I'm like whatever 
If they, if they only knew how much fucking money I made off of that. I know, right? <laughs> now like, you're using you. those feet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> fuck you. Exactly. My feet are very small and petite. So I, I mean, oh. I'm only like a size seven. That's, I feel like that's their, that sells as well, though. Yeah, it does. Like when people see my feet, they're like, general. people do like my feet. When they've seen me post yeah. pictures of my feet, I always get someone saying, wow, I love your feet. <laughs> most of the photos I see you posting are of your boobs uh-huh most of the time that's what I do yeah well I'm taking the picture myself and it's kind of you know you can only hold it yeah. so far away and exactly um, yeah. I, cle- I mean cleavage is the, I, I'm showing my cleavage here so cleavage yes. is a good thing to be showing off it is so. it's fun I like to express myself that way too I mean in, in sexy pictures yeah. I find in it fun photos. and I like the story in a picture too I mean you oh, can yeah. create so much story with a picture, as you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Photography is a great way to tell a story. Um, do you uh, do you do sexting as well, or is that as far as you go with the sexy photos? No, the fo- the closest I've got to is like if someone requests a a story on a topic or wants me to include things. I've mm, had people, okay. you know, like buy a story from me, or even had one where like. You know, even I've even taken suggestions. I've been paid for it. And I've also done it just as a suggestion and created it for the podcast. So in that way, it's kind of creating something that someone specifically wants, right. you know, to fulfill their fantasy. Like I've done that several times. And there's one man that I've done it for, you know, I've done several times where I've created the story. And I have another one that um, he wants me to create coming up here. So that's nice. fun to do, too. We do and custom gives- erotica. Yeah. So like, do you, do you like drop their name in it? And no, I or they give you like that, a, a little but... mini a mini script and then tell you to that give you freedom to wrap around wrap around yeah the, and the, it's their, interesting their script into it or whatever. Yeah, like they give me ideas or what they want to see in it, and it's it's interesting because it's ha- it's taken my brain different places that I don't think I would have gone otherwise, which I think is fantastic. Well, yeah, and that's how you're growing and expanding your vocabulary, your mind, your, yeah, you as a person because of being able to collaborate with these pieces. And I think it's awesome that you're doing it through through custom written erotica. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's where that's where porn has has gone the, the, this day and age. You know, it's yeah. through these these sites like OnlyFans and ManyVids and. Yep. clips for sale and mm-hmm. it's where they order they get to order the custom and they get to order the jerk off yeah. video with you know their mm-hmm. name mike thrown into it and, right right <laughs> or or their ideas of like oh i had one i had one not too long ago which was fun was uh where i was a reporter and i was coming to report about mm-hmm. his uh he didn't he wasn't circumcised Okay, and, and so like I needed to report on it as like a police officer or whatever, yeah, and and yeah. I had to see if it was functional. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yes, it's filling a fantasy. Never, yeah, like, and I would have never. My mind would have like, what? Why? But right. his like he took me there. Uh-huh. Yes, <laughs> so, 100%. So, yeah, and I love I I like that and I like that like you're doing it in your custom writing as well, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. So you get to you get to get that kind of collaboration as well through this medium. Oh, yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah. yeah. And like I said, yeah, it brought me places I don't think I would have done. I wouldn't I wouldn't have thought of Hey, I should write this, you know, like, yeah, yeah, that's amazing. What's been, what's been one of your most interesting that you've gotten out of your customs, do you think? 
Um, if you I feel comfortable one... sharing. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah, I don't mind sharing. Well, the, one of the recent ones I did was a, a cuckold story where um, it was a, a Catholic college girl who couldn't have sex and he was dating her. But yet then he she ends up with a soccer star. And yep. then, and then he becomes a cuckold. That one was interesting. Um, I did a Star Wars one. That one I would have never written that story. I, I was a spy. I was a spy, and I was trying to, you know, get the information out of out of this guy who made the Death Star or something like that. And then another one was uh, that I actually turned into an audio book was the uh, Pleasured by Satan, where oh uh, wow, it was it was I, and so people either like it or they think it's weird and but i would have I was never say, it sounds there. like it would be intense it sounds like it would be it an kind intense, of is yeah uh, <laughs> a scene to be played out i mean mm-hmm. we don't uh we've been painted this horrible picture of satan mm-hmm. is that is that how you portrayed him oh yeah he ends up being like, um well the the person who is satan comes out as a as a very sexy woman that oh, yes so, he, so he's dead <laughs> right so he's he's died and he's in this room and and he all of a sudden is a sexy person which he wasn't in life mm. that was one of his requests too and that he had these amazing abs and then um satan walks in as a sexy woman who has sex with him and mm. i don't know if i should give away the whole thing but um you know all of like his a succubus story <laughs> yes. and then uh um a lot of words and then <laughs> he gets all his fantasies fed but in the end he gets he gets what's coming to him he's not he's not a very nice man he wasn't a nice oh, man oh. Like, well yeah he's fucking satan exactly. <laughs> so that was really interesting to write like my brain would i wouldn't think i would have ever written that story yeah. without him requesting it requesting it that's fun yeah it's fun and i'm sure challenging um yeah challenging on it i sometimes get like when people send me customs i just will flat out say no just like the little brat in me is like no i don't want to <laughs> do that for you <laughs> even though it's totally something i would do it's just like no no <laughs> it's just an automatic no <laughs> I feel like that's where where uh, people in the in that kind of business make the money is in the customs. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I know a woman who does it, and she is just she's turned it into a business, and oh, I've narrated for her, and it's really interesting. So she has two different levels. She has one where she'll she charges a certain rate where she's just writing the story just for the person, and then she charges a different rate, which is a little bit reduced if the person's okay with her publishing it on Amazon, sharing it with other oh. people. So she's brilliant. Nice. She does the uh, giantess erotica, the shrinking and growing oh, of people. Yes. So there's a lot of yes. uh, dom sub stuff. There's a lot of, you know, dominant women growing into giant, mm-hmm. you know, giant goddesses and, you know, using men as a dildo, a human dildo, you know, stuff like that. It's amazing. All the stuff she's done. It's been really fun. She, her imagination did, is fantastic. With uh, does she do that where like she eats them as well? Or oh, no. that's yeah, yeah. I narrated one that was yeah. very aggressive, like that. Oh, yeah, and yeah, it was just oh. very hardcore. So that that one actually has a little bit of a warning in it because, yeah, they're they're because actually, of how graphic yeah. it may be. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty graphic. Yeah. It's it's pretty graphic story. It's I can't mm-hmm. remember the name of the kink at the moment. Um, but it's yeah. a really it's a really fun one to explore, and I've mm-hmm. I've been exposed to that one too, and I was like, oh yeah, this is. <laughs> Like, how creative can I get to mm-hmm. figure out 
how to eat this person and for them to become right. a part of me. And mm -hmm. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, um, I'm not sure if that's exactly what they're getting off on <laughs> the becoming right. a part of the, the other person or, or being eaten or the, I don't know, the, being used it's just you yeah know. being used maybe it's all of it all of the above but I think so. uh mm -hmm. but it's definitely that one has has broadened my language and mm -hmm. and how to uh, and got me got my imagination going when I've had oh, those yeah. those kinds of sessions oh for sure yeah <laughs> and I have a little bit I feel like a bit of a, an eating one too Mm. So like I like I, well, I just have a food I have a food thing. Okay, yeah, I think that's a common thing too. It's totally a common thing, I know, and <laughs> I like it, it. I get like a little embarrassed and a little um blushed when I just said it, you know. Mm. But I definitely have like this food thing, and just food in general mm. just is so good and tasty, especially yes. when you're exposed to really good food. And mm -hmm. I'm a person that I love to write food reviews, oh, which sure. a lot of a lot of them can get erotic for me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because mm -hmm. of using these very flowerful, flowerful language on explaining the experience that I'm having as the food sitting in my mouth. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> and then and, and experiencing as it goes down. Right. Um, so, so yeah, I think in the last couple of years, I finally started bringing food into the bedroom and it's been, it's been fun. And I've done a little bit of it and, you know, like the, the whipped cream in your late oh, yeah. teens or whatever shit mm -hmm. like that. But I, I, I ignored it for a while, but um, yeah, a couple of years back, I, I had a. Uh, I had one of my boyfriends eat fruit salad out of my out of my ass. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me think of somebody. Yeah, I had an uh, I had a woman on who who edits porn, and she was telling me a, a similar story. <laughs> like seriously, it was cereal. Cereal. <laughs> oh yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> I I've been able to do. I wanted to do a banana split on a guy's crotch. So I've been able to do that. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. And then and then the, like the the sadist in me really wants to do nachos with really really hot cheese, but not oh, just yeah. like temperature cheese, but like spicy spicy cheese. Yeah. Maybe jalapenos. <laughs> spicy cheese in there with jalapenos in there. And yeah, yeah you got it. <laughs> I totally understand the food thing because in, in all honesty, in my real life, I've, I've written a couple of cookbooks and I am oh, really? very, okay. uh -huh. <laughs> hand in hand, food, sexuality, sensuality. I know <laughs> it really does. Like I have bumped into a few people lately where, you know, it is sensuality, sexuality, and food. Mm -hmm. and so what are your cookbooks? What are, well, I mean, oral fixation, I mean, yeah. it's pleasure, it, it, enjoyment, we, pleasure, so, salvation. I mean, like, uh, what did I just learn the other day about um, saliva? Saliva has an antidepressant in it. So emotional, oh, wow. emotional eating is a real thing. <laughs> yes, because you need more of your own saliva. Isn't yes. that intriguing? Wow, it's fascinating. But you could maybe just, you know, French kiss or something and get it. Yeah. <laughs> and right. the oxytocins as well from the sex chemicals. But um, I'm oral curious sex. about the oral and oral sex. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious though, what were the cookbooks about? Like what uh, food, what was the, was it vegan or vegetarian or whatever well, the diets I were? Was vegetarian. it all over? I am vegetarian, but I, I, have cooked meat many times for people. So I have done mm -hmm. quite a few of recipes. I, on my, under my real name, I also do a lot of creation mm -hmm. of food and recipes that I put on my real name blog. Mm 
So that is something I have, I have definitely dabbled in and Mm -hmm. vegetarian and meat stuff and stuff where you're making it for both, you know, like if you're both, you know, and how can you do that? How is that possible? So I totally understand. Oh, it's totally possible, but it is, but not, yeah. And I'm glad that you put it in writing because yeah, some people's brains don't work that way. No, I know they don't. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But well, that's cool. So it's like food is a part of a uh, part of your pleasure as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I always yeah, say I, it's a great way to through a great way to get to my heart. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it has to pass over it to get through the stomach. So yeah. <laughs> and it's enjoyment. It's pleasure. I mean, it, it, it ticks off your, your pleasure centers, you know, when you're eating something that is good and so does sex, you know, so it's really not like I always say, that's one of the things I always say in my, at the end of my podcast, I say, you know, we were given these organs for a reason, all of these nerves in our, our genitals, mm-hmm. we were meant to enjoy them just as we were given taste buds to enjoy food. It's no different, yeah. even though the entire world, our culture says it's different. It's not. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The, we, we, uh, the culture definitely ignores the sexual genitals, as we were saying, but we were, that would see we wouldn't all be here if it wasn't right. for the genitals. Um, and then we have this, also this lack of understanding around, around them and lack of understanding around sexuality. And I'm not just saying like uh, psychology wise, like mentally wise and emotionally wise, but also scientific wise. Yeah. Like we don't have the general, like it's not general knowledge that, it's um our sexuality is actually a spectrum of 26 different dna strands the thing is that that it only comes out in those three you know three primary genital genital presenting and honestly majority are land in two genital presenting right but just yeah so just Mm -hmm. that general knowledge right there that like the general public doesn't even have around their own sexual organs it's like Right. You know, if we just gave them that, like maybe they they could process, like each individual could process and have a better understanding of why they don't feel fully masculine or fully right. feminine and they land more in the androgynous zones mm-hmm. or non-binary zones. Hmm, this yep. is big information that could be out there that could help oh, a lot sure. of people wrap their mind and their emotions around not feel so lost and like, you know, who am I? What am I? What am I? What am I? Do? Yeah, exactly. Who, who do I or like? Do I and it's, mm-hmm. Yeah. And we also come from a very black and white culture. Yeah. It's right. It's wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe yeah. I should say, I should say in America, red and blue. Yeah, I know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't and, that true? <laughs> yeah. And, and how is this, it's one way or another way when really it's, it, it's, it's, it's so not it's the non-duality it's all the stuff in the middle it's a very large it's gray it's gray it's gray and and I think the other huge shame is a lot of people don't even know what their own genitals look like like so many people don't even know what a clitoris looks like looks like oh my gosh and you posted one of those okay so you posted that oh and people were like your IG story yeah I bought a little it's it's a little pink. I should I should have brought it down here. I'm I'm meaning to do that when I do video. It's a little pink replica of of a clitoris. Yeah, that but, I got on. But Etsy. People don't even know that that's what it looks like. You're right. I know, you got it. On, you got it on Etsy. I'm gonna have to get one of those diagrams. 
I reposted it. When you put it on your story, I reposted oh, it. Yeah. And I got mm-hmm. so many questions of like, what is that? And I'm like, you're serious? Yes. Are you serious? Yes. Yeah. And you are right. They don't, they're afraid to even look at it in a mirror. I, mean, I mm-hmm. Man, I remember being a kid and I was like, I want to see what the fuck this looks like. like <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what phones are for right now. So you can put your phone down there. You can take a picture. You can take some video. Take so some everybody's video. doing with their, yeah, take video of it. Look at it. <laughs> Get used to it. Acknowledge it. Um, yeah. I, I think that, uh, and I've had my own journey where I've been detached from my genitals. Oh yeah, I did to too. Re- mm-hmm. Yeah, and reconnect mm-hmm. with it. Um, yeah, it, mm-hmm. it does happen, but it is yeah. it is a part of our body, and we've been exploring it since womb. You know, mm-hmm. this yeah. isn't. It's it, it's uh, what I think is also interesting is our government loves to put or put uh, what we can and cannot do with our bodies as well. Oh it's yeah, like, what? exactly. <laughs> Wait All a right. minute. Why? Why can't I do that with my my body? Right. The, the, <laughs> the shit out there is not you benign. Own it. Yeah. <laughs> what they're doing is not benign, and people who think that any other way, they're they're mm. they're they're clueless. Yeah. Yeah. So I have no clue how long we've been talking. I do. Feel I know. Like I just was going to look at the time. Quite oh, a yeah, minute. We- I would. I'm going to have to get one of those clitoris. Um, uh, diagram so uh i think it would be a fun little tool um to oh. use in in scenes <laughs> absolutely and you know educational really, pieces <laughs> what i love too which i thought about getting is they even have like necklaces that have the charm yeah. of the clitoris yeah i'm like that's yeah. really cool yeah. you know i've yeah. seen am I, yeah. <laughs> yeah it might it might be a fun like to have the little logo on um on like like a coffee cup right be like what's that that's an repeat repeat of clips (laughs) one of my favorite coffee mugs right now it says cunt on it (laughs) when you hold it it's like cunt is like on the out like faces out (laughs) i love it that's awesome it's such a strong word and it is yeah yeah claim it yeah claim it well this has been awesome but yeah we probably should end because i think we're going on an hour and a half and Oh, That's wow. A long time for people to listen, right? What time is it? Yeah, yes. I think we're going on an hour and a half. Well, this was awesome. I, I it seriously, it flew by and I had a blast. Mm-hmm. It did. And um, yeah, I, I feel like that was a, a, a very lovely conversation. And, mm-hmm. and um, I was able to hide some of the, the jadedness around, <laughs> <laughs> around my, my career. Um, but, but when I say that laughingly and jokingly, I also am very aware that all careers have, you know, there's, yeah. there's, they all have sides to them. So even True. though I'm doing pl- pleasure work, there is still grief involved in it, just like any yeah. other career choice and jobs. So yeah, part of life, yeah. I guess, right. They're all like that in yeah. some way, shape or form. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Ebbs and flows. Tell us where everybody can find you. Oh, so the best place to probably go would be my website, mondayjones.com. You can also find me on uh, X, formerly known as Twitter, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, at uh, Ms. Monday Jones. So MS Monday Jones. And then I'm also on Instagram at Monday Jones 420. Awesome. So, yeah, Very but cool. I do have a, a, there's a link on my website where you can, um, find all my other links so you can find me on FetLife, many vids 
sexy jobs if you want to hire me uh you know producers <laughs> want to hire me for exactly for actual femdom porn that would be great yeah absolutely <laughs> so, uh but yes thank you so much for having me and it was it was awesome chatting up and and having this common denominator of language and writing and erotica so absolutely so much good stuff to talk about i could keep talking to you i know that that's that's not the issue. I had a blast. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. But I guess we should end, right? Because yeah, it's a long time for people to listen. <laughs> we'll just have yeah. to do it again. <laughs> do it again. I love it. Yeah. Well, you have an amazing day. You too. Bye. All right. Bye-bye.